at 6.30. The Kairos gathering will be meeting here at the church. Um, join Pastor Dean for the Zoom Bible class on Thursday at 7.30. Um, his phone number is 218-553-0634. There will be communion next Sunday. Uh, to give your tithes and offerings, you can mail them to the church at P.O. Box 67 and 10 Strike or give online at 10strikechurch.com. I'm just going to share two simple passages of Scripture with you. We've heard them many times. Luke chapter 6, verse 38 says, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I've got some measures here and some stuff. Anybody have any idea how much this measurement is just by looking, some of you bakers? I heard quarter eighth of a teaspoon. This is the smallest I could find in our drawer. My daughter is the baker. So I've got a measure here, and I can measure something out. I don't know if you can all see this. Um, okay, so here I've got my resources, and I'm going to fill up this measure. I have a cheerful heart, maybe, and I want to be generous. So I'm giving a measure of what I have. Hallelujah. And God will give back to me. He is faithful, okay? And he will, you know, give back to me uh, the same measure that, he, that I've given. Okay, that's good. And I could do that a few more times because it's multiplied. So that's a measure, right? Um, this is my favorite shovel because I can scoop more in here and carry more when I'm shoveling snow or sawdust. So this is a measure, right? I could give to God a measure this way. I can't use one hand, though. Okay. And God gives back to me, right? Not just one, but he gives me many measures. Man, it's flowing everywhere. I shouldn't have used round things. Okay, so why, why does God give to us? Why does God bless us? We know, right? So we can be a blessing to others. We give to him, he blesses us, and we keep giving. It's a beautiful thing. I don't want Pastor Dean to trip on my object lesson. Okay, so let's use $1,000 as an example. Okay, I used salt first and then some fun little activity balls. Um, I'm not picking on anyone, but for Donald Trump, $1,000 is a small measure, right? Okay. Um, for you and I, $1,000 might be a big scoop. Um, there's a story in Luke chapter 21, verses 1 to 4, my second passage. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich 
putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, Jesus said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. And generically, I could say that giving $1,000 to me is, is significant. Is it possible for a person to give $20 and that still seem like a shovel? It could be. God is wanting our hearts to be cheerful as we give and generous. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to live a generous lifestyle. And you are a generous God. Lord, we want to get a, we want to be in the flow that you have for us in regards to giving, Lord. We want all that we are and all that we have to be a, just, we give to you, you give to us so we can continue to bless others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Good to worship this morning. Thank you, Abby and all. Hallelujah. So this morning, once again, I want to talk about the power of praying together. Not only in like when we have something from the church, a prayer meeting, but just in our everyday life, we pray for each other in our families, but also in our relationships. And this is something that God has blessed and put his anointing on. And just this week, had a couple people report a healing in their life. <laughs> Carla, we prayed for her last Sunday, and she just reported she had a full week of healing. Let's thank the Lord for that. Hallelujah. And Arliss has had no clear scan. Okay, no. Amen. Let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. And so today, one of the things I want to focus on is experiencing the reality of God for ourselves individually, but also corporately. God wants to do things. Here, so a couple of verses I didn't get for the overhead, but John sixteen twenty four. Until you have asked for nothing in my name, ask and you will receive. Let's agree with God. I will receive. Wow, that's a powerful statement. So that your joy may be full. Amen. There's something about answered prayer. You know, we don't base our faith on circumstances, but there's uh, something that happens when God answers prayer. It's a testimony to our heart. It's just an uplift. And he says here that your joy will be made full. Amen. Amen. 
can see it on Carla's countenance today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that great? In Ephesians 3 and verse 19, and this is Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, part of it. I just want to read verse 19. It's in the Amplified, so a little bit extra words. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. And so this experience is internal. We have a visitation of the Holy Spirit. He brings things to life and bring, brings things uh, to, to be. And we, we hear his voice to an extent that we know that we know that we know that it is the truth. Hallelujah. That he is real. It's established. It's, it's bound in our heart, his love. That you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God that you may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body holy, filled, and flooded with God himself. This is what God desires for us individually. This is what God has prepared for us corporately. And I am anticipating the flooding of the glory of God here where he comes. And we know, we know, all of us, that he's dynamically in our midst. He's bringing release to the captives. He's bringing demonstrations of his healing glory. Amen. And just before the service, this was impressed on me. God wants you to experience the supernatural of his presence, but also some of these things of answered prayer Deliverance, healing. He wants you personally to experience that. And today, he's offering that. And, you know, some have just desired the manifestation of the glory of the Lord. And you've had it there for, for you know, at a, for, a, for a certain purpose. It's been there and been there and been there. And you've been... You find, it's just in your heart, you find yourself calling out for it. Well, today we want to put ourselves in agreement with your heart's cry. And if that's you, we want to put our hearts in agreement that God would break through the insecurities of the past, the, uh, any oppression, any things that have uh, been a hindrance, and that you would step into his glorious realm. Have you had a passion for the supernatural touch of God, the supernatural visitation of God? It shows up in our prayer life, our personal prayer life. We keep, keep calling out unto him for it. Have you had a desire to step higher in the things of God? You've had some experience, but our heart's cry is more, Lord. Show us more, Lord. Give us more, Lord. Amen.
remember when I was in Bible school in the 1970s, I had God dropped a desire in my heart for the gifts of the Spirit, the gifts of revelation, words of knowledge, and healing. Those three were dropped into my heart, and I would spend three to eight hours a day on my face praying, crying out for those manifestations to be in my life. You know, that's part of how we show our love. Love accompanied by the power of God can get really to the core of people's needs. You know, just the gifts without love is powerless. It may bless somebody, but it doesn't profit me anything, Paul says. Well, love without the power fails to meet the deepest needs that God is addressing and looking at and seeing. We need them both manifesting together. Amen. And Paul would put it, seek to acquire this love. Make, your, make love your great aim, your great quest. And earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are how our love can serve others with the very presence and the power of God. It may be supernatural words that God gives through us that, that strikes the core and releases people. It can be, you know, it can be miracles, it can be healing, it can be words of wisdom that give somebody a dynamic, dynamic direction and answer. Amen. They're all given to serve the body. Amen. And so today, I just want to take a moment and look at a couple things. God desires to answer your prayer. God desires to answer prayer. He's not hiding. He's not pushing us away. God is ready to answer prayer. He's ready. He's right here, right now. If two of you agree as touching anything they shall ask, I am there in their midst. We'll read that in a second, but yet he is ready. He's right here to answer prayer. Through Jesus, God has released all we need to have our prayers answered. And then we need to stand together and persevere together in prayer. And that's one of the things, it's not a one-time prayer, it's not a simple thing. Many times our spirits will take hold of the issue and we just keep on, keep on, keep on pressing in, taking hold with the Spirit of God until we know that we know that we know that the answer comes and the burden has lifted. We need to learn to stand together and persevere together in prayer. And so Phyllis is going to help me read here, Matthew 18, 18. Truly, I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. Amen. And so God 
is the one who sets the standard. He has met our needs in Jesus. And so we are walking in union with the heart of God and the kingdom of God and what he has provided through Jesus Christ. And so what we take authority over and what we declare as to what is to happen on the earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. Amen. And so Jesus brought the answer to us and he's seated in the heavenlies and he has not changed. He's there in authority and power and dominion and he has given us the authority and the right to take his place, to take his stand and to command in his name but it must be what he has already accomplished. So our faith is not trying to turn God's mind or turn his heart's attitude. We're just agreeing with him. He has given us all things in Christ. Let's go to Romans 12, 9. And this is the Passion Translation. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Amen. I just like that first phrase in the passion. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. Wow. So love is alive. Our spirit is alive. It's active. And it can flow with the, with the realities of the love of God. Always to love one another. Never deviating from that position Love is ready to serve. Love is ready to give. Love is ready to pray. Love is ready to stand. Love is ready to forgive. Love is always ready not to take an offense, but to be merciful. Let the inner movement of your heart always be to love one another. And this is, you know, as the body of believers, this is such a marvelous life that we have. We have hearts that are filled with God's love and it's easy just to bind together and love each other. Amen. Romans 12, 10. Be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as members of one family. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor of one another. Amen. As members of one family. This is who we are. This is the reality of what Jesus has done for us. We have been baptized into his body. But we have also been immersed into one another. We are members of one another. This opens up such expressions of unity and life. More, Lord, grant us more. 
Even those that are new in the face, Lord, grant them these encounters where we, they have the dynamic reality of hooking up with believers and their hearts are established. We must know the laws and the principles of heaven, the purposes of God. And as Jesus ministered on the earth, his heart was full of these insights as he ministered. He was fully assured of the Father's desire, the Father's plans. Many times he stated, it is written, when asked questions or faced with certain things, he said, it is written. It was a statement of an overflowing heart. Or he would say, have you not read? And demonstrated the place of God's word as a foundation of prayer and service that Jesus held in his heart. That was the answer to so many questions. Have you not read? <laughs> Amen. And so our prayers need to be filled with Bible principles if we're going to be dynamic in having prayers answered. Need to be filled with Bible principles you know, we can't always find a chapter and verse for every specific instance in someone's life. But as we fill our hearts with the word of God, the principles of the word are established and our heart will flow with that. Our heart will move with that. Amen. And we can be people of truth. And so, you know, when Paul was writing to the Corinthians, he said, let, you know, two or three prophesy and let the others pass judgment. Well, they didn't have the New Testament written, but they were connected with the truth of God in their heart. And let two or three people that are mature judge the prophecy and make sure it was in line with the kingdom. And so we have that same spirit with us. The written word of God, of course, is always the foundation. But then we also have the spirit of God that testifies with us. We can trust him. John 10 and verse 9. I am the door. Anyone who enters in through me will be saved, will live. He will come in and he will go out freely and will find pasture. And so this is what Jesus was proclaiming when he was on the earth as to the life that people could find in himself. He said, I am the door. And can you imagine when he said that, that people's hearts were stirred, that faith rose up to trust him? He said, I am the door. Anyone who enters in through me will be saved. Powerful. And then he gives the contrast to that in verse 10. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. 
these scriptures we've used for many years, since the 70s, they were, they were really highlighted that I remember. But maybe that's because they're very important <laughs> and they're true. We don't have to try to find, I mean, these are great things, they're still true. Amen. This is what the Father was offering in Jesus to humanity. What light, what glory was being presented to humanity through the door of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so we can have heaven's backing behind our prayers. God has commissioned us to enforce kingdom values. And again, Jesus said, whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. The Father opened the door of life to us through faith in his Son. We can stand in his stead. We can speak. And you know, it's an amazing thing when we do that with somebody and we see prayers answered because of the faithfulness and the power of God, the testimony in our heart. Just, there's just life there. You know, answered prayer is not the basis of our faith, but again, there's a, the testimony of it just lifts us, just builds us up on our faith. We're at a time that God wants us to experience the goodness of God corporately here, you know, in our services, but also when we're praying with one another, when somebody calls and brings us a need, we can pray a prayer as simple but powerful to bring change. And, and the Lord says our joy will be full, that person's joy will be full. There will be a testimony of the goodness of God and the love of God. Amen. Let's go on to Matthew 18, 19. Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything, and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Who is going to do it? The Father. The Father himself loves you. If we harmonize together, you know, in the Old Testament, when they're dedicating the temple, the singers and musicians became as one. There was a supernatural binding together of the sound and the glory was released and fell upon the temple. We have power in prayer. Hallelujah. It's not far off. It's embedded in our heart. We need to learn to release it. We need to learn to combine with others and allow God to hook us up In the book of Acts, they came back and reported Acts 4.23. Let's, that's down a ways, but 
Let's put that up. Fellas, you can read 23 and 24. When they had been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priest and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted their voices to God with one accord and said, O oh Lord, it is you who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. So they lifted up their heart with one accord, and this is what was heard in heaven. They began to praise him as the creator. They began to praise him and honor him. Then they lifted the petition to the Lord. And their petition wasn't, Lord, just deliver us. Do it more. Let signs and wonders be done to the name of your holy child, Jesus. But this is, you know, it was like in the Old Testament when the singers and musicians became as one. Here, the voices became as one. And God heard. And when he heard, it, there was something that was able to be released. It fell upon them. And the apostles testified to the resurrection of Jesus with great power. And they all spoke the word of God with boldness. Lord, thank you for this living reality. Thank you, Lord, that we have this life within us that we can enter in by the Spirit. We can open the door for you to fall by your presence. Amen. So Matthew 18 and verse 20. Again, this is what Jesus declares. Let's back up at the top there. For wherever two or three are gathered, drawn together as my followers in and into my name, there I am in the midst of them. Amen. So there I am in the midst of them. Very present, very active, here to answer prayer here to answer prayer when we agree together, when we come before him. And I like how, how Wiest describes this gathering together. Verse 20. For where there are two or three who have been joined together into my name with the result that I am the common object of their faith, there I am in their midst. Wow. Common object of their faith. We have been brought to the place where Jesus is all. All my faith, all my hope, all my life is resting on him. We're brought there by the Spirit of God. And when we come together and make a request in Jesus' name with that focus, Jesus said he would answer. And so we can focus on a lot of other things that maybe we think are hindering prayer, 
but this is the first place that we check. Is Jesus my all in all? Is Jesus the delight of my heart? Is Jesus the object of my faith? I trust him for everything. His name only. He is worthy. One commentator stated the prayer must be earnest, faithful, persevering. And so we live this way with Jesus as the object of our faith. We persevere. And then as needs come up, we just join in, we just enter in. This is a way of life. And so we're always prepared to offer a prayer that will help. John 7, 38, a few more verses today. He who believes in me, as the scriptures say, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Again, he who believes in me, you know, we keep hearing this, believing in Jesus, we're believing in Jesus. We're not believing only in our faith or in the knowledge of scripture we have, we're believing in the living Son of God. And when we put our faith there, from our inmost being will flow rivers of living water. These streams are powerful, these streams of living water, worship, but also prayer, streams of understanding as you read the word. Amen. This is the power and reality of the life in Jesus. Glorious life. Peter describes this as inexpressible and glorious joy. Amen. He says when we believe in Jesus, we have inexpressible and glorious joy welling up from within us. Marvelous stream. The devil will come and he'll try to separate us from the reality of that glorious stream. He doesn't have the power to do it, but he'll try to block the awareness. We just lift up our voice and praise him and thank God for this truth. These streams of life within us fit in perfectly with the streams in other members of the body. And so as members of the body, we have these streams, each one of us manifest, but we find that it can combine together, work together, and we can offer united prayer that's in harmony with one another by the Spirit of God. We can move together without effort because of the because the life of the Spirit is flowing within us. And so God created us to connect in spirit when we join together in petition in Jesus' name. God releases the answer. Hallelujah. This is a spiritual reality. We can, we can grow in the awareness of this. We can cultivate it. Philippians 2, 2, let's read this. Fill up 
and complete my joy by living in harmony and being of the same mind and one in purpose, having the same love, being in full accord and of one harmonious mind and intention. We can do that corporate. He's talking about the body here. One harmonious mind and intention. When we're worshiping, we can catch the same reality of heaven, of the Father's heart. When we're hearing the word, you know, there's individual things that God will speak to us, but there's also things that we are bound together corporately as God speaks to us. And so, this is where we're called to live as believers. When someone brings a need for prayer, it is not a huge step for us to enter into agreement. We can be living there, not trying to get there. We can be living there with our faith absolutely in the person of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Wow. God wants us to experience him together. Dynamic, powerful, glorious. He wants you to experience the glorious supernatural as he answers prayer. He wants that testimony to be over all of our lives. 1 Peter 2.5 You also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are living stones being built together. Wow, what, what kind of a cry is coming from this house? before God. You are worthy. You are glorious, O Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We love you. We welcome you to move in our midst. Wow. Lord, open our ears. Open our eyes to see. And then let's close with Romans 12, 5. So we, numerous as we are, are one body in Christ the Messiah. And individually, we are parts one of another, mutually dependent on one another. I just thought that phrasing was so beautiful. We are individually parts of one another. So we are one with Christ. We've been baptized into the body of Christ by the Spirit of God. But here we are also parts of one another. And so when one part rejoices, we all rejoice. When one part suffers, we all suffer. We're ready. We're connected. We're able to move with God. God wants you to experience 
His glory in, in an ever-increasing fashion. So today, if you've had some desires in your heart to move on a deeper plane with God and the Spirit, just open up your heart. Maybe lift up a hand. God wants to visit you. God desires to visit you with experiential reality that floods your heart with the joy of his presence. Hallelujah. Father God, so thankful for the gift of Jesus. Open our eyes to how precious, how marvelous, how beautiful he is. I ask, Lord, for each one that has this passion and desire and yearning, Lord, for to encounter you in a deeper realm and moving with you in service. In Jesus' name, every hindrance be removed now. And Father, I ask that you would, in the coming week, bring a dynamic visitation of your presence. And Teach each one, Lord, how to step through and how to enter in and flow with you, not just in natural thinking, but surrendering to the Spirit. Thank you now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. And the Lord bless you today. Remember the meal that we have. Hallelujah. And if somebody asks you for prayer today, Let's just do it. You're talking to somebody you have a need. Let's pray together. You have it within you. Amen. If you'd like prayer here at the front, we'd be glad to pray with you.